Hey guys, welcome back to the Spartan Cast, the best community-run podcast covering Dual Universe in Dual Universe. Today we're going to be talking to Zorodek and Justin about the science of acquisition, true orbit, and how they intend to integrate themselves into Dual Universe. With that said, let's jump right into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have two guests, Zordek and Jostan. What is the name of your organizations, gentlemen? Well, we're widely known now as the Science of Acquisition. Right. And what's your function within your organization? Well, I suppose you could call us both uh, joint founders. Uh, you could uh, overarching CEOs, but essentially we make all decisions in a... So what games or groups do you guys come from? Uh, we, we've played uh, Eve, we've played Elite Space Engineers, uh, you've played Life is Funeral, uh, Kerbal, just anything really. Yeah, we're big fans of the sci-fi genre. Don't get me wrong, we play a lot of other games, but yeah, name a space game, we've probably dabbled in it. So how did you guys come upon Dual Universe? I think I probably had a look at it first, uh, sort of like let Dan have a know, um, and then basically we backed it from day one of Kickstarter it had a lot of potential we were a little bit uh, dubious about the technology but um, first time we played it it just blown us away and hopefully it's only going to get better and better we were hopeful of the technology and the claims they were making in in the foreshadowing of other games making similar claims and failing miserably but uh, as you've just yeah. said absolutely incredible sort of progress so far what do you guys, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what do you guys do for uh, IRL occupation? You go first, mate. Um, I, I, I work with computers. Um, I do a number of things um, from looking after to scripting to a bit of uh, architecture, you name it. Hmm. And myself, I'm, a, I'm an aircraft engineer. I'm a licensed B1 EASA engineer. It's pretty much what I've been doing for the last 11 years. My, uh, I can learn things pretty quickly, and I tend to do a lot of dabbling on the computer, but I'm absolutely nowhere near as skilled as Justin when it comes to a keyboard. When, how, and why was, uh, was Science of Acquisition created? So the Science of Acquisition was a near, well, originally created on the backbones of Tenacity Defense Force. And now the Tenacity Defense Force was our previous community's iteration in Dual Universe. Uh, tenacity gaming community was quite large i'm sure we'll get on to the discussion of our previous community in, in later on in this podcast but uh the science of, of acquisition when we decided to close down our previous community we obviously wanted to continue in the dual universe world and we spent a long time i mean it was a better part of six months trying to decide on what we were going to call our new uh organization or rebrand it let's say right and uh we came up with many, many different ideas, some of them quite far-fetched, some of them really hard to pronounce. Now, with the science of acquisition, we found ourselves leaning towards the research and development, the Lua scripting, designs of ships, and so on, slightly more. So we were taking more of a scientific approach onto the game as a whole. So what are your declared activities, so to speak? Well, in our write-up, we've stated along the lines of uh, there's so much left in this game to be developed that it's slightly presumptuous to kind of dictate what we're going to do in terms of shipbuilders, mercenaries, you know, blacksmiths. However, there are some 
absolutes. Um, whatever this game offers in exploration, we will be following that route. Whatever it offers in research and development, we will be going down that route. The other stuff, it all depends on how the game develops in it, what it offers, how we view ourselves within it, and then we will develop ourselves as as accorded. So moving on from that point, uh, what's your current member count? Hmm, good question. I think we're around twenty in in the organization on the on the website, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. Is there more? Is there a more expansive um, member base that you guys have? Yeah. So obviously with True Orbit, uh, what are we out there, Justin? You running? We're currently at two hundred eight two eight three members. So are you guys actively recruiting right now? Not really. Um, we're sort of going to wait and see how, um, as, you, as you said before, the game mechanics, um, how they're going to do uh, PvP, how they do exploration, everything else. It's not saying that we don't, uh, we won't accept people in. Um, we will obviously help and bring people in if they want to come in. But uh, right now, we're not actively trying to recruit anyone. When or if you guys do start actively recruiting, what, what do you think your methods would be? Hmm. Probably mostly word of mouth. Um, we've got a few projects on the sidelines, but uh, in terms of requirements, you know, over 18 is almost a must. Damn good sense of humor. You can't be offended easily because, you know, I'm in the military. Justin's got a damn good sense of humor. Um, if you're going to get offended easily, you're probably not going to be, <laughs> you're not going to be sticking around long. We like to push the boat. Right, maturity preferable, uh, I suppose. Maturity is the big one. I'm sure there are members in the community who are under 18. So, um, how would you guys say that you manage your diplomacy? Hmm. Any way that it comes. So, so it's more of a bit of an open forum, then? <sighs> That's quite difficult. When you say manage, do you mean how do we receive diplomacy, or how do we deal with it internally? I would say how do you go about about uh how do you go about it in general so in terms of receiving diplomacy we will take it any way it comes i've had messages in game i've had messages on the du message board uh mostly individuals contact me on discord like they'll find the link to our discord come in and, and message me um i'm unsure if justin's had many but they tend to see me online most of the time so i get the first messages um one thing we did notice is once we started to get known throughout the dual universe game I started, or we started, to get quite inundated with requests for rather excessive alliance agreements, uh, collaborations, corporations, uh, whatever you want to call it, coalitions and so on. Uh, it got to the point where some of them were really excessive, expecting people to ess essentially hand over organizations or commit into full defense forces and so on. It just seemed a little bit excessive for where the, ge the game currently is in, it, in its current sort of design and build point so we spent quite a while writing out what's now known as the science of acquisition friendship agreement or safa001 this agreement is basically a very simple contract that states that you're interested in being friends with us um we offer you some very minor uh like discounts on trade when 
nobody's expected to defend each other nobody's expected to uh, have any sort of diplomatic say or sway with each other it's essentially a contract that goes we quite like your organization we'd like to have potential diplomatic relations with you in the future um and that's the starting point so one of the sort of absolutes we have at the moment is if people aren't willing to read that and sign that we're not willing to join into an agreement with them when we enter into dual universe when it gets nda released or when the game is released and science of acquisition opens the flood doors and we start recruiting and we're doing other things we're going to be hitting this game quite hard this we're going to lose our lives to this game i'm pretty sure the wife might leave me so <laughs> yeah we're gonna like we've, <laughs> yeah so we've got the uh, we've definitely got the base of that pyramid started we are found the foundations of what we're trying to achieve are taking time to build but those foundations will be so strong that this will be a long-lasting organization in this universe of dual universe. Whether we're large, whether we remain less than 20, 30, 50 people, who knows? But what is certain is we're going to be here for a long time. So um, would you guys define your org as reclusive, aggressive, or defensive? Or do you feel it wouldn't necessarily fit into one of those brackets? I don't think we really have uh, a definition of of those three yet. Obviously, we need to know how the game mechanics are going to be, how the organization mechanics are going to be. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, even though we, we may not focus fully on PvP, doesn't mean we can't PvP. <laughs> so I, I think I think later on when we get into the Alpha Two, uh, get into the Beta, we see more more of the game open up. Uh, and then just sort of see how the mechanics are and how we can best suit our skill set around those mechanics. Yes, I think that's probably the best way of saying it, to be honest. It's either none of the above or all of the above. Yep. Right. So, I know you guys said you you mostly just do friendship agreements, but, um, I mean, uh, interactions in this community are pretty vast and they can be, you know, on the spectrum of very positive and, and extremely negative at times. So, uh, do you have any particularly declared allies or enemies? It's an interesting question. I think my first statement would be having enemies is bad for business. Naturally. And you're trying to be uh, potentially a trade hub and research and development sort of gurus who distribute that. The less enemies you have, the better. Allies different kettle of fish now we are obviously working very closely with some rather motivated individuals and other organizations um i've absolutely no doubt they would assist us in times of need if we asked i don't think we'd ask because we're obviously more than capable of defending ourselves that being said i don't think they'd need to be asked i think if some trouble came our way they'd respond before we did what are some of your past deeds within dual universe or any other relevant games that you might consider to be accomplishments? Um, I think probably ex external would be um, probably the, the Star Trek, which uh, Dan runs. So I think I'll let him talk about that. There's a bit of an accident, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so once we closed down the Tenacity Gaming community, which was quite a large community, we had, well, God, a better part of three to 500 members. So I can't tell you exactly. We were spread over a few different platforms. <laughs> That community um, used to run semi-professional teams and stuff such as League of Legends, World Warships, uh, Postscriptum, Squad, and a few other items. But in terms of 
when we closed that down, we closed it down due to real life issues. And we both had busy lifestyles to kind of go ahead with. While we were going ahead with this, we knew we wanted to start a new community. We knew we wanted to refresh it and come back in with some some really good stuff. So we started coming under the idea of uh, the True Orbit. Now, True Orbit, again, took a long time to name, took an even longer time to get the sort of background and foundations built for it. You know, we don't rush into these things. That being said, we were nowhere near ready for release. And I happened to stumble across a mobile game where I decided to endeavor into uh, creating my own group because it was quite fresh. This group through the, uh, what I can only imagine is sort of like my military background and having things pretty damn organized pretty quickly, just exploded. We now have the largest uh, alliance in this game. We hold the top and second spot in alliance ranking, over 160 players on this particular server. And um, yeah, it just kind of skyrocketed and the whole community kind of launched early. Technically, True Orbit hasn't officially launched, but it kind of has because it was an accident. <laughs> I blamed Dab. Yeah, it was a, it was not ready, but it kind of, they needed a home. It expanded so quickly. I thought, oh, well, might as well, might as well use. <laughs> but you mentioned that political strain caused the collapse of the Tenacity Defense Force your previous group incarnation can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah i suppose i'll take that one as well if you don't mind yeah go for it so tenacity defense force was tenacity gaming community's iteration in dual universe once we closed tenacity gaming community we needed to sever ties the political strain aspect was just a nice little bit of role play in the text chat for people to read uh for the rebranding into science of acquisition and the true orbit side Realistically, the reason for the collapse of Tenacity Defence Force was I had been sent off on quite an important civilian qualification course that was going to take two years. Justin had moved into a new uh, realm of work and our time was being completely and utterly dominated. Even though I had leadership crews and teams scattered around, um, the maintenance of the website and all the other little aspects of running such a large community was just far too time consuming real life comes first at the end of the day now i gave all of the leaderships of these groups the authority to go off and continue using the name and create their own little areas that most people tended to stick together um but that was the end of tenacity for us it was the end of an era and start of something new in the future so that whole sentence was essentially us going right tenacity is done we've finished with tenacity we're now moving into true orbit and true orbit in dual universe will be through the science of acquisition so to segue can you tell us a little bit more about true orbit yeah go on you start this one off jay okay um true orbit being our um gaming community it's um same size acquisition we, we sort of spent quite a while in actually thinking about the name what we're going to do uh, we, we're quite um, space minded sort of gamers um, through all the other games that we've played before we, we sort of like we like the true orbit sort of style because you know we want to be true to what we do to all the people um, and obviously um, with all the different types of games that, that we have we just want to make sure that um, we, we have that sort of overarching um, community where hopefully we can bring more people into um, the 
uh, dual universe and also vice versa we, we see people who play dual universe they may want to st- they may play other games so therefore we get them into the gaming community as well so it's not just we play du and that's it you know we, we want to make sure that the community is is, is is what it says it's a community it's a friendship um and it's not just in game it can also be out of game as well so considering that you guys also dabble in games like war thunder and star trek fleet commander how would you say that true orbit fits into dual universe which is a bit more like a long-term larger scale mmo that is quite an odd question um mainly because true orbit was created for dual universe our overarching concept for true orbit was for the science of acquisition and to enter into dual universe now, depending on the funding we gain over the time, we may even be off be able to offer other organisations sort of a place under this umbrella of True Orbit. Just because we have the science of acquisition doesn't necessarily mean that we wouldn't be able to take on other organisations within the umbrella, which would then be incorporated in such things as giveaways, backing, and then uh, outside of game um, support for other options. Um, but in terms of how true orbit from these other games as we explained before we've been in uh, space engineers elite dangerous even online even online we were in for years and we held again with a relatively small group considering the size of other groups you know we i think the maximum we ever got to was what 80 100 people yeah about that um we, we, we always try go for the maybe a small org but we also are respected and we were respected throughout all the other higher um, sort of organizations within EVE as well I think that's a big one as well respect is key and by being friends or respectful you gain um, but how we see ourselves in DU I don't think that's a concern whatsoever we created this organization for DU and when DU lifts its NDA we'll step it up a notch or once the NDA is cleared and we go to release at release true orbit will be tailored towards dual universe now we will still offer the support and guidance for other games our members will still play other games and the community will still be there for everything however the primary source of our time will go to the dual universe aspect of this i can say as we said before a lot of our life is going to be invested into this game so i this is not a question on the script but i did want to ask you mentioned the possibility um of branching out to bring in other organizations into the the true orbit community if that were to happen do you think you would consider the group more of like in terms of of how do use organizations work like an alliance group or would you be more of just financially supporting them or like in lack of better term a patron for those orgs interesting yeah, it's, it's going to be quite difficult because obviously we, we don't fully understand how the organizational um, sort of mechanics is going to work in the, in, within the game. Is there going to be alliances? Can you set alliances up? Do you have to all be in one organization? So I, I think until we actually find out how uh, NQ is going to do this, we're, we're sort of just going to sit back a little bit and just sort of work out what the mechanics are, see what, see how we can uh, use those mechanics, and then we'll probably make a, a stand from there. Hmm. I think the best sort of reference I can make to this is if I use the old community tenacity as a bit of an example. We initially originated in the game League of Legends, which slowly just dis- 
became to despise over time, but nonetheless, um, we had five, six, seven, seven specific teams, two of them which attended events. Now, these teams had their own members. Uh, they were obviously all recruited through Tenacity and so on and so forth, but these teams were separate. I never swapped one member to another team and brought that member back to this team to try and bolster the squad or make it different. They competed against each other at times. So let's say we were to bring someone in from the dual universe world. It would not necessarily mean that that organization would be an ally of the current organization. We're talking about a large group of friends here. You don't have to be friends in game to be friends outside of game. Um, and as you've alluded to, the financial support may be offered if the finances are there. We used to have uh, a lot of, well, I'm going to say sponsors, but there was uh, a lot of different things in the background for the previous one. But say, for instance, we bring someone in, it would not necessarily mean they were tied into the science of acquisition. True Orbit would be like an overarching company. And within that, you have different sections, which would be other organizations within the game. So do you think you might mandate the interactions between them a little bit to and I can probably guess what you're going to say but like maybe to prevent them from fighting amongst each other or would you just let them you know do whatever I think in terms of mandating that's not necessarily what we do I think competition wars from time to time whether physical wars or monetary there are other ways of fighting than throwing sticks at each other um every iteration now the one guideline the one real guideline that i will not allow be voided whatsoever in our community is the level of toxicity we are a non-toxic community and you will treat everybody with respect whether they're your enemy or whether they're your best friend you know obviously we're an over 18 community profanity is going to be everywhere but if you start directing that profanity at individuals you're crossing the line um you can fight between yourselves there's a healthy bit of competition there war games and other aspects of what can happen but as soon as that becomes more than a healthy rivalry as soon as that becomes starting to affect people's real lives with animosity that's probably where you'd have to step in as an overarching sort of community leader and and, and makes different decisions across the board however i'd like to think that wouldn't be a problem if someone was coming into the community it's not going to be a matter of oh hi there you're welcome we'll take you all in you would need to get to know people first this isn't something that's been rushed into at any any step absolutely absolutely so to kind of tie into that but not really um you signed many friendship agreements which i know you guys touched on uh with various en entities including you know a couple big groups like new genesis tranquility the um now dissolved afed would you say that this versatility in your range of signees is a token of your adaptability or do you see it more as safety to kind of cover yourself on several fronts um, well, I, I can speak from the um, sort of programming sort of side. Um, one of the things that, obviously, if we're going to have uh, quite a lot of these friendship agreements and they're all coming for help with code and this, that, and the other, there, there's a danger that everyone can have the same sort of code and have the same script running. That's not something that we try and do. What, what, what I try and do uh, from the, the agreement is given the framework to build the code or give them the knowledge to build the code so um <clears throat> say say we do a um, some sort of radar script i will go in to show them how to do the radar script and then 
what we'll do from there is show them how they can customize it and then leave that group to actually customize it because i think that there's a danger if one person is saying well here's a script just cut, cut and paste it um that they're not going to actually fully understand it so this is what we're trying to do uh from from science of acquisition is to help people to learn how to do it and not just do it for them mm. and in terms of safety yeah that's that's really not a concern we are quite known through other games of being a small group but you don't want to mess with us um there's a quote here i quite like which is the art of war teaches us to rely on the likelihood sorry not on the likelihood of an enemy's not coming but on our own readiness to receive him not on the chance of his not attacking but rather the fact that we have made our position unassailable the items we will be building will not be war machines however will be capable of being war machines if that makes sense so i i do want to ask because i am genuinely curious after that do you think if you maybe for whatever reason maybe it wasn't you know started by you you came on the wrong side of new genesis or you know any of the more militaristic pvp focus groups do you think that that still stands true or would you need to maybe consider reaching out to the signees to kind of help out with that i know you also mentioned um them helping out um, when they see you in need uh, a little earlier but I, i am curious I think uh, that is a good question. I think, as mentioned before, others would come to our assistance without really us, us asking. But in terms of um, overwhelming military force, the one thing I can say from previous experience is those who uh, underestimate our groups every time in the past very quickly come to be kind of shocked at their own ability they're very disappointed with what their own ability is because they've underestimated us to such an extent there are other ways of fighting war there are guerrilla taxes that there, there are financial avenues to be taken it's not just a matter of how many guns you have and if we end up being so overwhelmed by a group in the future um that we can't deal with it then then perhaps yeah we would maybe look at uh turning some friends however why would i bring in an ally or a friend into a losing fight i would just find a different way to fight it plus i also think that um if 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 there is a sort of uh, a seed that actually bad relations within us then maybe uh, from a diplomatic point of view we can try and work out what that issue is so it's not just going to be a case of friends 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 war you, you, you can see where things are starting breaking down so obviously you, you start working on that a prior statement about friendship agreements do you think that you would ever consider maybe kind of raising your relation with those signees to maybe more of like a a customer or partner status um possibly uh, as you said the, the the friendship agreement is zero zero one you know it's zero zero one for a reason so this is the actual base of yeah we're going to be friends nothing's going to say that we will have other agreements written up um which could be like ndas between um different uh, organizations it can be um discount agreements it could be uh sort of P- uh, pvp agreements or or, or trade or what, whatever so there's always a likelihood of it happening um, but obviously we're still waiting to see how the whole mechanics is going to be run before we uh, look into it because I think right now um, 
so many people are running into um, a lot of orgs, a lot of um, agreements, this, that, and the other, but we're making assumptions of what we don't know. I think that's a really good point, to be honest. I think with the organizations' agreements that are flying around at the moment, there's a lot of agreements being made between organizations that don't really know each other. This is kind of what the Science of Acquisition Friendship Agreement was designed for, to try and build that relationship before other diplomatic ventures are taken. We would absolutely be open to other avenues, like you say, customer agreements. Uh, there's specific ship designs I might create that a particular org wants and says that is absolutely the bee's knees of what we want, but we don't want anyone else having it because they would then know that ship's weakness. We want to be the sole like uh, customer for this particular craft, and that, that could be its own little agreement. In terms of defensive pacts and other things, of course, things will be open in the future, but as Justin has said, this is all for the future of the game. We need to see where the devs are going, what's actually going to be open, and how this game develops. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, our last question. What would you say, in one sentence, if you had a communicator broadcasting to everyone all over the dual universe right now? Uh, you first, man. Um, enjoy. Have fun. I think uh, this game, uh, this game has so many possibilities. Uh, the potential is ground shaking. Don't just concentrate on one thing. Go through. Try a bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs>